This episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Oakley. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not just the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today. JG, question: How you feeling about Mr. Buddy Healed? Uh, no. Um, well, okay. Let me take a step back, Buddy. It's not <laughs> Buddy Healed's a great shooter. This team needs shooting, but I fully believe that. If this team gave Evan Fournier the type of minutes and shots that Indiana gave to Buddy Heald, I think Evan Fournier could give you, I don't know, 80 to 85% of what Buddy Heald gives you. But they didn't give Evan Fournier that time because they have other young players who deserve that time more because they have higher ceilings as like two-way guys. Now, I think Buddy Heald's a better shooter than Evan Fournier, for sure. More dangerous shooter, the whole thing. If I'm a team that is where the Knicks are right now, I'm, I'm not trying to be in the Buddy Heald business. That's We know what Buddy Heald is, you know? And I don't think he's a guy who, if you want to be a contending team, you're like, that's the dude that I want to give 30 minutes a night to, you know? Um, and let take you know, 10, 10 to 12 shots a game. Don't see it. Appreciate the creativity, though. Uh, Akiva, what's going on, Akiva? Thoughts on Bagley saying the Knicks discussed veteran shooting guards that would fit as a number two. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it's, I think, you know, and again, that report was pre-trade deadline. Um. And I believe Ian Begley also said, yeah, he did. He said it to me when I was on with him on on one of the putback episodes where there was a team that called about Randall before the trade deadline and they were shut down. And the Knicks were like, yeah, we're not we're not trading Julius Randall. So I think if you take that report in that context and you're like, okay, well, we got Jalen Brunson set at the one. We got Julius Randall set at the four. Um, We got Mitchell Robinson set as our five. Whereas the up, you know, RJ Barrett was not having a great year, but like, I think the natural spot to try to upgrade would have been the, the, the two spot. And that's not any shade on Quentin Grimes. I love Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is going to be a really good player. But like, if there was a natural position where you try to upgrade, it's the two. So I don't, I don't think it's nuts. And also, depending on who you get at the two or who they were thinking about getting at the two at that time, if it if it involved RJ Barrett going out in the trade, um, you could always probably slot Quentin Grimes at the three. Now Quentin Grimes is a little small to play the three, um, but you I mean you also have Josh Hart here now, and I know that gets us into all kinds of spacing issues. But like, I think it's I think it makes perfect sense, and I would not be shocked if they again were looking in the market 
for a two who could have a little bit more offensive gravity. Not to say that they're giving up on Quentin Grimes. I don't think that is the case at all. Um, but, you know, could you move Quentin Grimes to the bench? Is that a possibility? I think it's very realistic, depending on what they do this offseason. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. What are the downsides of slow playing the hand in the offseason? Standing largely pat in the offseason and running it back this fall. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, the downsides, I think, are I'm just off the top of my head. Um, you kind of... The Knicks, I think, their talent... And you could say this about most, almost every team in the league, but their talent does not is not such that like they are guaranteed if they stand pat to go out there next season and win more than forty seven games, which is what they won this year. I think their talent more or less guarantees that they will be at least a five hundred team. Um. But does it mean that they're necessarily going to go out there and they're going to win more than 47 games? No. I think they could go out there, have stamp hat, and then they could win 50 games. I think that's absolutely on the table. I also think they could go out there and win 42 or 43 games or anything in between. And then go out and get the wrong matchup in the first round and lose in the first round. Now, would that outcome be better than making the wrong move? Absolutely. If the wrong move sends out real assets and sends out like young players that you don't get the best valuation on and you're bringing in a player that is not part of the solution and all those sorts of things, it would be better to do what I just said. The problem there, and I'm sorry for those who are not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because guess what? He said it. James Dolan is still your owner. And James Dolan went on his little press tour during the season and kind of came out and said like he wants to see growth this year and then more growth the year after that. And then more growth. He wants them in his mind. It's a steady progression. Does basketball work that way? Does sports work that way? No, but James Dolan came out and basically said, that's what he wants to see. And I also think he said something to the effect of like, you know, are we getting better players or whatever? So, like, they bypassed the opportunity to get us to get Donovan Mitchell last summer. It worked out fine because Jalen Brunson was their star. If they go another season and they don't upgrade the roster in a significant way, and RJ Barrett doesn't turn into the player that you and some other people think that he's going to become, which is essentially an all star, not essentially an all star, like an all star, then you might have an unhappy owner. Now, does that matter? I it it may matter to the people whose whose paychecks he signs. Um and this is why I think skeptics of the Knicks during the Dolan era have said things to the effect of they will never win under Dolan. I don't agree with that, but I also think that there is a bit of pressure on the front office to if there is a move that they like to maybe execute. And whereas I think you and certain members of the fan base are like very, very content to like 
stay the course. And I, I think certain people, again, out there would don't wouldn't want to trade anybody for the, the talent that is available this summer. I do not think for a second that that is how the front office is going to operate, um, rightly or wrongly. You know, but I mean, just you know, keeping it a buck. Like I don't, I don't think any organization, the Knicks or anybody owned by whoever they're owned by, should sit around waiting for the perfect trade because most of the time the perfect trade is never going to come. You kind of have to, you know, when you're a team like the Knicks and you did not luck into drafting Nikola Jokic or drafting Giannis Antetokounmpo or you know, having Jimmy Butler say, I want to go play for that team and walking there and forcing his way there in a sign and trade. Like, they got Brunson, but I, I, they, I think they need another big-time guy. Um, you know, and, and how are they going to get there? It might, it, it's probably going to involve them taking a risk of some kind at some point, would be my guess. JG with another one. Cat, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, posing next to Aaron Judge. What y'all think about that? At least he picked the right New York baseball team. Shots fired at Andrew. Um, I mean, he is a Yankee fan. He, you know, whatever. I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I <sighs> Again, Cat's one of those guys that like if they traded for him, I'd find a way to talk myself into it. The nice thing about having Jalen Brunson is like if it was ever a guy who I I could can could talk myself into like, okay, I don't believe in this player in the way that I think a team needs to believe in him to have him, you know, be a, a prominent player on the roster. I don't believe in Carl Anthony Towns like that, but if there's anyone who could get the most out of that dude, I think it it could be Jalen Brunson. Whereas a guy that that's a fault of a guy like Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler took one look at Carl Anthony Towns and was like, "Fuck this, get me the fuck out of here." I don't think Jalen Brunson would do that. I think Jalen Brunson would embrace it, much in the way he has embraced Julius Randle as you know a pr- kind of imperfect Im- imperfect sidekick. But Brunson got the best out of him. Would he not potentially do the same? For an even more talented player in Carl Anthony Towns, I don't know. I don't know. He's, it, it's not the the tree I, I really want them to bark up. But uh, Juan Sex Fifty One, what's going on? Um, hey John, could you see the Knicks checking the temperature for Markinen? No, or would they not want to repeat last offseason? I think Markinen would fit. I mean, what's the trade? What's the trade? He's a you he, you you're playing him at the four. I know I understand the Jazz played him at the three. He's a four. Um I can't even imagine Utah's asking price. <laughs> no, I don't think they want to relive that. Um I think Markin's a wonderful player. D- you know, is he the guy that I think like what are you doing with, with Julius Randle? Because the Jazz want nothing to do with Julius Randle. So then you got to find someone that values Julius Randle, who's then going to send real stuff to Utah, and then you're also sending real stuff to Utah in the form of picks and young players. And it's just it gets it's not. I don't think the market is right for that sort of a thing. But who knows? Uh, ben Kim Garvey, what's going on, Ben? 
It's a damn good day, John. Thank you for jumping on. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, Ben. Question, which Houston or OKC players should we be trying to acquire? They can't play or pay most of them. Um, I'm just going to go to the name. So OKC, like, I think they have their core. Um, you know, the, the, the five that they kind of tried it out there towards the end of the season that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, did not really contain a center. Yeah, that's right. Cause they were playing the, the other Jalen Williams at center and he's, I don't know if he's really a center. Um, man, Isaiah Joe's a hell of a player, but I, I don't think they're going to let him go. Um, talk about a great shooter, but again, he's, he's on a dirt cheap contract. They have no reason to let Isaiah Joe go. So I don't see, I don't see anybody on, on, Houston or and OKC rather sorry OKC I don't see anyone on OKC being a natural target because like that's a smart organization and they're not going to like they're going to properly value their players Houston is interesting to me Houston is interesting to me so Houston I mean Senjun everybody loves Senjun and he's really good and they don't seem to value him now you want to talk about a guy who's not a Tom Thibodeau center because he doesn't defend, which is kind of a problem. And again, I, I I don't I don't. It sounds like I'm throwing shade at Tom Thibodeau. I don't think he'd be any coach's center because every coach wants their center to play defense, which is why you're going to have to get a really. I mean, I don't I don't know. Can it work? Can it work in the NBA nowadays if you have a center who does not protect the rim at all? I think it's a valid question. For as gifted as that guy is on offense, I don't I don't know. He's not the guy that I'm I'm worried about though. Jalen Green, look, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was like a valid. It was a reputable source when this got out there a few weeks ago. Something about like Houston could maybe potentially, if everything was right, like listen on Jalen Green. Man, when I, when 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 I saw that. I was like, huh. Jalen Green is a fucking stud on offense. Like, full stop. That dude is ever is legit in every way. And someone, oh man, I apologize. I really want to give this person credit. I think someone asked me like an ask Macri question for the newsletter in it was either in an email or a comment or maybe it was even a Twitter DM. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. And I apologize if this is you let Andrew know that it's, it's you, but someone basically says something to the effect of like, instead of going to try to trade for the star, do what we did with Brunson again, which is like, find the guy who's not considered a true star yet, trade for him and then have him blossom into a star player. Um, here. That doesn't quite apply with Jalen Green because Jalen Green, again, was his number two pick in the draft two years ago. So like Houston, ain't, no matter how dumb they are, they're not giving him away. Um, And I'm sure if they did put him on the market, there'd be a lot of teams. Oh my God, would there be a lot of teams uh, that would be lining up to try to get that dude. But man, if he actually hit the market, I, again, I don't know what it would take to get him. But you want to talk about a potentially franchise-changing move uh, to get a guy before 
he really hits, you know, and the, and the irony there, it's not apples to apples, but like Houston turned around their organization when they traded for James Harden. Everybody knew James Harden was good. James Harden was the number three pick in the draft. They didn't know he was going to be an MVP. Now I'm not sitting here predicting Jalen Green's going to be an MVP, but like, I don't know. I would, I would be monitoring that situation. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Robert Cross, it's your boy, John. My prediction for next season is RJ wins most improved player. Who would you pair? uh, Good for you, Robert. Who would you pair with Brunson and RJ as the third star? Do you see what I did there? Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah, I see what you did there. Um, I'm not quite there with you. Um, Joel Embiid. There you go. There's your answer. I know you love Joel Embiid. Um, Frank Miranda. What's up, Mac? It's your boy, Frank, from Patreon. Fans uh, wanting the Knicks to stand pat will be highly disappointed this offseason. <laughs> I, I agree. The East is open with Brunson and his contract. Um, this is a no-brainer for the front office. Yeah, I think that... But again, I do think that they're going to go for it within reason. Um, within reason, you know, you could take that a number of different ways, but I completely agree. The notion that the Knicks are going to bring back the same roster next year um, that's not happening. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay. Uh, M R N K. Is there a chance we could shake Jackson loose from Memphis with Randall as the centerpiece of the trade? Thanks. I don't think that is something that would happen this off season. I don't see why Memphis would do that this off season. I think Jackson is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he still has three years left on his deal. Um, Yeah, I don't see it, but eventually, you know, and uh, his father's a coach with Westchester, so like the ties are there. I just don't see it happening this offseason. Thanks, MRNK. Uh, William, William, hey, John, if you were the next GM now, what would your ideal plan be? Be patient and wait for another trade like Donovan Mitchell or try something big before. Can one more star help Brunson get to the Eastern Conference Finals? I think the right star could, could help Brunson get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the right star could could lead Brunson and this team to a championship. Um, I think the only star that has a chance of shaking free this summer that could potentially elevate to them that, to that level is Joel Embiid. And I've already made my feelings very clear on Joel Embiid. I am very much a fan of Joel Embiid. 
I think Joel Embiid's going to win a championship someday. Um, I don't know if that's happening this summer. So, but I, I would not, I, I would have a little bit more urgency. I would have a little bit more urgency. I would use the mid-level exception on a player that would get real rotation minutes. I would certainly bring back Josh Hart, but I would, I would look around. I would look around and I mean, the, my, the biggest thing I would do is how can I get more shooting on this team? How can I get more meaningful, consistent, reliable three-point shooting on this team? Which, you know, can you ever really do that in the NBA today? Robert Cross with another one. Thank you, Robert. It's your boy, John. What is Randall's trade value as a two-time All-NBA All-Star? I am really curious about this. And Jeremy's playing kickball somewhere. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, I think Julius Randall's uh, trade value is about what you'd expect. Which is to say... It is not the trade value of a guy with his resume. Um, I think team. I mean, like you're not you're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes, Robert. Like this is a player who just had he he has one of literally literally in terms of guys who have played at least ten postseason games and like put up you know, 15 or more shots in the playoffs over those, over that time. He's, he's one of the least, if not the least efficient postseason player ever to say nothing of the, I mean, however I was going to say personality. I don't even know what you want to put it under like issues. Like everybody sees this shit. Everybody sees this shit. People, I mean, he has value. People would give up stuff for him, but like, I don't, you're not, I, I just don't think there's a there to to find a trade where you're sending out Julius Randle and you're making your team better. I think that trade is really hard to find. I think that trade's really hard to find. I'll say that. Uh, MRNK with another one. Is there a chance we could? Oh, this we we got this one already. Yeah, not yet. Um, Eddie C. Uh, thanks for the contribution. OB Fournier, two lottery protected picks for DeRozan. Uh, so I'm not sure if you're referring to the protected picks that we have for other teams from other teams. Even if you are referring to that, um, I mean, I do it for, if I was in. Yeah, so fine. Let's say the the. Let's say the Pistons pick and the Dallas pick. Whatever. Obi and Fournier. Like, yeah, you do that if you're the Knicks. Uh, Chicago's not doing that. Chicago Now, and honestly, even if it was two lottery-protected Knicks picks, that's a trade both teams say no to. Because if it's two lottery-protected Knicks t- picks, then um, it inhibits you to the ability to trade those picks in other trades. And then you're all kinds of... Then, then you screw up your ability to make the big trade. So that's that's going to be a no from someone all around. Thanks, Eddie. Um, Dom Cappuccini. Hey, John, do you see OG more gettable in the offseason than back in February? If, in fact, the reps want to do that. Also, do you see New York only trying to add him in addition to the current big three? No, I could see them. I could see New York entertaining a trade where they would send out um, one of their big three. Um, 
I don't, you know, is he more gettable? <laughs> he, I could see him being a little bit more gettable, but not by much. Because ultimately, the market is what the market is, and someone's going to pay for that dude. Because there's a team out there who's going to think that he's the third best player on their... He's going to make them a title contender. You know? Or he's going to solidify them as a, a title contender. And all it takes is one team to think that and have the assets to trade for him. I mean, Memphis. You know, I know Memphis is going through a lot of shit, but Memphis would still pay the farm for OJ Ananobi. And they have a lot of picks and they have, you know, some young players. So, like, I don't think the price would de- de- decrease that much, if at all. Honestly, is OB, is OG Ananobi the, the answer for this team? Like, after what we just saw in the playoffs? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Something about it doesn't, doesn't add up to me. Busy. What's going on, Busy? What about Bruce Brown? I mentioned Bruce Brown already. Doesn't stop shooting, but another guy that does every does everything, but super valuable to the Nuggets. Yeah, it, you know, it's again, it's a problem where it's like that dude's best skill on offense is like cutting and moving without the ball, and you need the sort of offense that's going to be able to exploit those skills. And I'm not sure, much to your chagrin, busy because you've talked about this all the time about how the Knicks don't have the sort of offense that other teams have. Now, I think part of that is personnel. The, the Nuggets have Nikola Jokic. And who did Bruce Brown succeed with before he went to Denver and Nikola Jokic? The team with Kevin freaking Durant and um, and Kyrie Irving. So again, he's, he's, he's done well in picking his spots and being on teams that have the sort of offensive gravity elsewhere on the, on the floor where Bruce Brown could do his thing. I don't think the Knicks are that team, unfortunately, right now. Good question, though. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? John, who would you like to see moved, traded, and who do you want to see them pursue? Same question for Andrew if he's around. Um, I don't know if Andrew's going to answer this, but I will answer it. Um, who would I like to see moved? I, there's no one on the roster that I'm like dying to see get traded. I, you know, I, I like everybody. I, I've voiced my the same concerns that we've been voicing for years about the viability of like w- what's your ceiling if you keep Julius Randle around. Um, but again, like what what's the trade? What's the trade that makes sense? You know, uh, I. And then who do I want to see them pursue? I, I, yeah, I, I've said already. I, I think Paul George makes would make a lot of sense if he was available, even though he's older. Depending on the price. Obviously, it's always depending on the price. You know, I'd be fine with them using the mid-level. Use the mid-level on somebody and run it back. I'd be fine with that. I don't think that's what they're going to do. But I would be... I don't want to go trade for one of these star players just because they're star names and like they they carry weight, but I think I would be a little bit more aggressive this summer than probably most of the fan base. And just really from a valuation perspective, is there because now the the Knicks finally have guys that have real value. And I think 
teams around the league could look at a couple of players in this roster and be like, okay, we will we'll we'll pay a real price for that. Now, is the does the trade line up with any of those teams? I I, I don't know. But keep an open mind. You gotta be willing to give to get. That's all. Um, Andrew says, I would run it back as much as you can. Maybe send Obi to a place he could play more and try to upgrade that spot if possible. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, again, tough spot to upgrade because there's not a whole lot of obvious like backup power forward types out there. Um, I will say this because they're going to maybe need every penny they could get. You know, the Knicks kicked the tires on Jared Vanderbilt at the trade deadline. If the, La- the Lakers, he was almost kind of almost out of the rotation by the time they finished the playoffs. Might Jared Vanderbilt be gettable from the Lakers as a backup for maybe it's possible. Uh, Alex, what's going on, Alex? Which free agents will GMAC add to the KFS faculty? Oh man, we're, we're much like Leon Rose. We don't, we don't, we don't project, uh, or Andrew, I should say, does not project uh, those sorts of plans. I'll say this: I have no idea if my audio is good or bad, so apologies. If it's, apologies, no, it's if fine. It's, okay, so it's good now. Okay, good. Um, Alex, we're always looking for ways to upgrade. Um, maybe exploring. Robert's idea of sending sending Kevin to Brooklyn, but we got to see what the value and the return is. So it's all about the valuation. Stay tuned. Good question, Alex. Lunas, Lunas Amarat. Sorry if I missed this, but thoughts on um, the Clippers GM gone? Um, interesting. I mean, I am under the impression that Lawrence Frank still runs things there uh, behind the scenes. You know. Do I think that that's an indication that they're going to blow it up? I I don't, I don't. So I don't really have anything to say because I I don't. I feel like if there was some, it was if there was more to that situation, I feel like we would we would have heard about it. But you never know. Crazier things have happened. Um, busy with another one. I think I'm going to like this question. Do you see Julius and RJ at the same level in the? Mm, in the sense that if we are to trade either, it will have to be part of a package to get a number one. Um, trade either. I think. Okay. I think the only way they trade Julius is if they get back a guy that they think makes them a contender or close to a contender. I could see RJ going out in a trade that maybe you know what actually no I, I'm going to take that back I don't think they're trading RJ for a guy that is anything other than like either a star or like very close to a star Um. In terms of like, see them. At, do I see them at the same level? I find their trade values to be fascinating. I've already talked about Julius's trade value. I think RJ's trade value is really interesting. I think there are more teams around the league that would be interested in RJ than Julius, but I also think that there are probably teams out there that would value Julius more than RJ. But it's about what do those teams have? What do they want to give you back? Um, and the other, the trickiest part of it for the Knicks is like, 
they're not winning 47 games this year without Julius Randle on their roster. They're just not. They're not nearly as good of a team. That dude went out and won them so many freaking games. So if you trade him like, and you're not getting back an equivalent star player or better star player, like you're making yourself worse. Now, might that be, depending on what that trade is, might that be for the best? But again, I don't see that trade... The trade out there where it's like, okay, we're going to take a step back, but it's really in furtherance of taking two steps forward down the line. It's just, it's really tough to construct those trades. And because I don't know, I don't know that Julius Randle's, anyone's valuing Julius Randle like that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. All it takes is one team. Uh, Stock chasers. What's going on, Stock chasers? How much would KCP or Siakam cost us, you'd think? Well, KCP would cost you a hell of a lot less than Siakam. KCP is a, you know, a fifth starter. Um, and the Nuggets are on the verge of winning a championship, so I don't know that they're looking to break up their core. Siakam, how much would Siakam cost? Let's just make the question easier and assume that Toronto wants to blow it up because otherwise it gets it just gets too complicated. Um, Pascal Siakam, hold on, I got to look up his contract. I think he makes, I'm going to guess he makes $37 million. Pascal Siakam is an expiring contract for one, um, which makes it also dicey. Oh, look, I was right. Makes $37.8 million. Okay. Uh, Good job by me. And he's also 29. He'll be 30 next year. Uh, what do you trade for an expiring Pascal Siakam? I mean, if you trade for him, you're obviously very confident that he's going to extend with you. Um, I would assume he extends. You work out an extension with him this summer. So let's put that issue aside. Let's figure he extends. It's costing you... It's probably costing you a young player of Toronto's choosing, whether it's RJ or quickly. And if it's quickly, it becomes tough because then the salary makes it a little bit more difficult. So like, are you, you know, do they want quickly and RJ, you know? Um, And then the really complicated part (laughs) is what do you do with Julius Randle? Because you can't, Siakam's a four. You know, you're not playing him at the five. You're not playing him at the three. You're not playing Randall at the three. You're not doing any of that garbage. I have to think if, like, Toronto is not, are you sending like Randall and like two future firsts for Siakam? Like, do the Knicks have the, have the appetite for that? I don't know about that. So really, it comes down to finding a home for Randall because I don't think if if Toronto's trading Siakam, I just don't think they want Julius Randall. That, that they're they're tanking. So then, what are you doing with Randall? You have to find a third team for Randall, and you have to find a team that's gonna like. So again, like it would have to be something like a Houston, right? Where it's like Houston's ready to win now. Are they trading Jalen Green to get Julius Randall? No, but. Maybe they're maybe the Knicks send Randall and like a first to Houston, and then Jalen Green goes to Toronto. Um, this would only work because Houston is so far under the cap. Um, 
but whatever. If Houston has to send some some um, if Houston has to send some money out, then they can they could send some money out. Uh, although they don't really have a lot of bad money to send out, so that makes it tougher. Um, and then Siakam comes here. And then what else are we sending to Toronto? Are we sending one pick? Are we sending two picks? Are we sending two of our firsts and a, and all of our protected for like it's a big package. Siakam is really freaking good, but again, it comes back to if you're the Knicks, so now you're sending out all these firsts and you're sending out a guy who just made the freaking All NBA team over Pascal Siakam, by the way. So it's like you're sending out all this stuff to get a guy that like this does does Pascal Siakam Siakam necessarily make you better than Julius Randle made you in the regular season? No. Is he definitely going to it make you better in the playoffs? I don't I don't know. Probably. I mean, he's going to be better than Julius Randle was in the playoffs, but like is that worth it? Is that worth multiple first round picks, old unprotected first round picks and a young player? Like it's just really tough the more that I think about it and and try to talk myself into this. Tough trade, tough to find a trade that works where it makes sense for the Knicks. Um, yeah. Not every billionaire has the stamina, the dedication, or the fire to become the most unpopular owner in sports. But not everyone is James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks. This is Reign of Error, a new podcast series that gives you a courtside seat for the controversies, scandals, and drama that seems to follow the infamous billionaire. Track Dolan's rise from aspiring musician to the throne of one of the most beloved franchises in sports. Along the way, he'll battle his own players, fans, celebrities, the New York media, politicians, even the Girl Scouts. Reign of Error unpacks the outlandish story over five riveting episodes, detailing how Dolan became a lightning rod of criticism in his quest to outdo his billionaire father, while also asking the $6 billion question, why doesn't he just sell the team? Check out Reign of Error wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. What's up, Knicks fans? Super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made just for you. Oakley's changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train, or just want to look like your favorite athlete? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self and an expression of your personality, with Oakley, there's more than meets the eye. Here at Knicks Film School, our motto is look good, play good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. Not a one of us leaves the house in the morning without our Oakleys. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. Also, did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? Now, I know what you're thinking. GMAC, what the hell is that? Well, it's a technology solely used by Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to Oakley.com and check it out for yourself. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses. That'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to Oakley.com for more information today. Sean, Sean with the W. What's going on, Sean? What will the Knicks rotation be to start next season? Oh man! Uh, real, real quick, he yeah. told he texted me and said he wants you to answer what 
it should be, like what you would do, and what it will be, what you think it'll be. Am I choosing from only players on the roster now? Uh, this is your canvas. Whatever you'd like it to be, John. Trade for whoever you'd like it to be, right. realistically. Here's what I think. I think I think either Grimes or RJ Barrett will not be in the starting lineup. I think Randall's still here. I think obviously Brunson's still here. I think Mitch is still here. Um and I think I think one of quickly or RJ will be gone. I think Obi's gone. Uh, I think they'll have a different number, backup four, like you like you talked about. What do I think it should be? I I mean I, I, I honestly I, I can't even answer that because it's like I could sit here and I could give you a hundred different rotations, all contingent on different trades. You know, um, I don't know what trades are going to be out there. You know, try to go get Dante DiVincenzo with the mid-level. How about that? I wouldn't mind that. Uh, Frank Miranda with another one. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. Best prediction. Who are the Knicks trading for? And what's the starting five next year? I think we saw IQ's last game. Okay, that'll be my bold prediction. My bold prediction is Emmanuel quickly is or, or RJ Barrett, one of those two guys on a different team next year. I don't think both. I think one of those guys on a different team. And I think they will trade for I think they'll they'll there will be a star-ish player on the roster next year. I think that player will be playing alongside Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Uh and yeah. I think I answered the question. There you go. Busy with another one. My God, busy. You're insane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My last for the night, Denver and Miami showed that patience and stability are huge parts of success. Kept the coach and core together, allowed them to grow. Why can't that be us? Uh, keep coach and players, make upgrades on the margins. Uh, four words. Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler. That's why it can't be us. And I know that that's going to seem like I'm disparaging Jalen Brunson. When we're talking about this level, when we're talking about championship, 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 Nikola Jokic is showing himself to be potentially one of the 15 to 20 greatest players of all time. Jimmy Butler is one of the... I mean, I've been watching basketball for 30 years and I've never, there aren't 10 guys that I'd rather have in the playoffs than Jimmy Butler. You know, um, he's a superstar. There, there aren't five guys I'd rather have more than Jimmy Butler in the playoffs like this year for sure. Um, So I think that's the difference where we don't have a that level of of guy. I don't I don't I don't I think we need another guy with Brunson. So that would be my pushback. That's a fair question. Uh HB, what do you think? Julius and Evan Fournier for Cat. Then Mitch and Grimes for Levine. Oh my God. So we're trading for Carl Anthony Towns and Zach Levine. <laughs> we're pairing them with Jalen Brunson. <laughs> 
and and we what the the, the defense will will come come from where? Um, the lineup would be Cat Obi. Yes, here we go. Obi will be. Obi might be the best defensive player in that starting lineup. RJ uh, Levine and Jalen Brunson. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be a no uh, for me. As for just ju- the notion of Julius to Minnesota for for Towns, um, I don't know how wedded this front office is to 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 Julius Randall or or isn't. I do think that they are not about to send him just any place. And I would be shocked, shocked if they sent Julius Randle to Minnesota. Just throwing that out there. Could be wrong. Throw it back in my face. Hashtag old takes exposed. Uh, Big Surge. Hey, John, would you be interested in a Mitch for um, free agent to be Brooke Lopez in a sign and trade? He was defensive player of the year runner up and his shooting post game can help us. Why are the Bucks doing that? Um yeah, why are the Bucks doing that? Um put, put aside whether the Knicks would do that. I actually think I'm not sure the Knicks want to be paying what it's going to take to um uh keep or ret- get whatever you want to say. I I don't I don't know that they necessarily want to be in the Brook Lopez business. At Brook Lopez's age and at what his number is going to be, uh, and also like Brook Lopez seems to like Milwaukee. I I just I don't I think it's a no from both teams, but it's definitely a no from Milwaukee. His spacing is so important to what they do. Uh, thanks, Big Surge. Gbo does KP fit? Is RJ a keeper? How about Mitch? So we talked about KP earlier. Go go check the beginning of the live stream for that. Is RJ a keeper? I mean, like. Yes, in the sense that like I don't think he's part of the problem. I think RJ can be part of the solution. But if is he a keeper in the sense that like you can't trade RJ Barrett? No, because there aren't seven players in the league that you could say that about. But can RJ be a part of the solution? Absolutely. A- absolutely, I think he can be. Do I think he will wind up being part of the eventual like contending core of this team? I have my doubts. Um, and then Mitch, that's a tougher one. Um you know, something I always pay attention to around this time of year, when you get to this level, finals, conference finals, you look at teams and you look at the pivots that they can make at the center position, whether it's not playing a center at all and still holding up on defense, whether it's having a center that is like the center of their offensive ecosystem, whether it is having a center who is like game-changing defensive center in like Bam Adebayo and, oh, by the way, could is one of the five best offensive centers in the sport or six or whatever. Um, like Mitch is great at the things that Mitch is great at. He is also incredibly limited. So I think at some point that there is a Mitchell Robinson conversation to be had, or at the very least, the, the team needs to have a, a pivot away from like Mitch and I love Isaiah Hardenstein, but not Isaiah Hardenstein, but a, a guy who could like fundamentally come in, keep you honest on defense at the center position, but also give you something different, give you a different look on offense. Um, I think that is a that is something that they need to figure out at some point if they really want to be go all the way. It's not priority number one this offseason, but it is a priority at some point. 
Dom Cappuccini with another one. So much talk about adding shooters and or big wings is uh, coming up with hard expected back and a nine year rotation. Where is the room in the rotation without a decent sized trade? Well, the obvious, the obvious one is you either go to a 10 man rotation or, and this is the thing that, you know, I've been kind of dancing around. If they bring Hart back, and I think they will, and if they use their mid-level exception um, on a guy that could really come in and help them and play minutes like a Dante DiVincenzo, well, then you're either going to 10 men, which I don't think they want to do, or there's a two-for-one trade. And a two-for-one trade that brings you, that ups your ceiling at a key position. And I don't, I, I, I don't want to say, you know, I mean, you, look, you guys, y'all you, you could do the math at who those, who those players might be. I, I said my hot take already. One of RJ or quickly will, will not be here next year. There's a reason I said that. Uh, Bill, Peter friend, what's going on, Bill? I think Bogdanovich of the, of the Pistons makes sense. It might take RJ as a centerpiece, but his shooting would be key. Perhaps a bigger package built around him and the number five pick. I know this was what was proposed by James Edwards III of The Athletic in his recent article. Um, I think it's an interesting concept only because of the fifth pick. And God, the Knicks would have to absolutely love someone at the fifth pick. Because for as good as Bogdanovich is, and he was certainly a better player than R.J. Barrett this year. And I think there's an argument he's going to be a better player than R.J. Barrett next year. He's 33 years old. Um, You know, so... You're, you're when you're going up by eleven years because RJ's twenty was well, RJ twenty two right I think um, I love Bogdan Bogdanovich is a great player he's exactly what the Knicks need he's awesome but I just I don't I don't know I don't I don't, I don't see it I don't see it happening um, but I think he makes sense for them in a vacuum as a player putting aside his age. Jason M with another one. You may have sold me on KP can sell it as a big move. Is that their, is that their big move of the off season? I, I gotta tell you. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. The problem with KP is again, it's a lot of money. So you look at a team like the wizards, you look at a sign and trade. What do they need? They need a starting point guard to play alongside Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal is kind of almost a combo guard. I mean, he is essentially he has played point guard for them at times in the past couple of years. So the ball is going to be in Bradley Beal's hands a lot. So you don't need like a quote unquote true point guard. Guess who fits that description and has said he wants to start and is about to get paid a lot of money ostensibly to be Jalen Brunson's backup. It's Emmanuel quickly, you know, um, what else happens in that trade is, you know, like, again, I'm not saying I would do that trade to be very clear, but like, are the Pistons are Pistons are the Wizards looking to do, you know, and that's the other part of it, right? Is like they already like you, you want to. OK, so you're training for KP. So you got to send out Mitchell Robinson, right? The, the Wizards already have Mitchell Robinson or a, a type of Mitchell Robinson type in in Gafford. Now. I, maybe they like Robinson a lot better than Gafford. You know, I don't know. Um, they paid Gafford a lot of money. I think there's a year or two left on that deal. 
So like, do they want Mitch? Like it's so it's quickly and Mitch and you're still not up to enough money. So you're probably going to have to use Fournier as expiring. And is there going to be a, a pick or picks involved in that? You know, it's, you know, you get the eighth pick involved somehow, you know, I, I maybe you send the other, and the, the other part of it that's interesting is you have this wizards pick. The Knicks have this wizards pick that if you trade the wizards pick there, that opens up back to back to Washington. That opens up their possibility to do some kind of a much bigger trade unencumbered in terms of their picks. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think it's nuts. L Coriano 11. And by the way, everything I just said about like potentially sending Emmanuel quickly to Washington, Emmanuel quickly is freaking awesome. And he was the best, I think two way player on the Knicks this year. He was the glue that held them together. The on-off stuff is real. He did make them that much better. He is that valuable to their team, especially on defense, but on offense as well. Like if they send out Emmanuel quickly in a trade for anyone, they're going to have to figure out how to replicate what he does. And it's not easy to replicate what that dude does. So like, again, I get why everybody's saying like, just run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back. This team works the way it is. I think there's some credence to that. And if you give up pieces on this team, how are you replacing what those pieces do? Just to be very clear. But again, you got to give to get. El Coriano 11. Randall RJ, two protected firsts for OG and Siakam. Oh, my goodness. Um, I That's... Well, you're not getting it for two protected firsts. I'll tell you that right now. What is that team? Brunson, OG, and Siakam. That's uh, man. Is that a t- is that a title team? I don't think so. It's a very good team, and they're good. I mean, hmm, man, I think you might have broke my brain a little bit on that. It would cost more than that, and like I'm not sure what the ra- like uh, the ra- so the problem there is like the Raptors are doing that trade maybe for RJ, but like are the Raptors still trying to win in that scenario? I guess they would. I mean, they're doing it for the Knicks picks, though. That's why you're not. You're, there's none of this protected pick nonsense. That's that's not getting that done. Yeah, we're, I don't know. Where, what's where, where's, what's Toronto thinking there? Is that the best that Toronto could do? It's certainly not the best Toronto could do. They they're asking for all kinds of picks. Uh, El Coriano signed Dylan Brooks to be uh, a part of the mid level exception. Uh, pass. Hard pass. And I think this is our last one. Foam Dome, Julius quickly, and three firsts, not one, not two, but three for a guy who played how many games this year and how many games two years ago? Or what year did he sit out the whole fucking year last year? <laughs> two year, I forget when. Zion, get Zion into a new situation, buy low, take a chance on a superstar, give the Pels a starting point guard and a reliable scorer. So look, I, I, I'm, I'm being facetious. If if Zion Williamson's on the table, you I mean you, you gotta have a meeting right as 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 Zach Lowe is fond of saying on his pod you gotta have a meeting about it right. I am not giving up. I'm assuming you mean three unprotected firsts. I I can't for that dude. <sighs> Man, he's got to play basketball. He's, he's just got to play basketball. And um, yeah, 
I, I, I look, it's not, I, I'll say this. It's any trade where the Knicks end up with Zion Williamson is, is by definition, not crazy because you're ending up with a guy who is a potentially franchise changing player. Uh, but that ain't buying low. That is not buying low. And boy, you want to talk about taking a risk? I mean, it, if you do a trade like that, you better have good intel, like really good intel, that a lot of this injury stuff is like not serious. And you also better have good intel that this motherfucker is willing to get in the gym and put down the fucking burrito. Or I, I don't know, what do they eat down there in New Orleans? Um there's a lot of good food in New Orleans. Maybe get yeah, but there's a lot of good food in New York too. So Stock Chasers was another one. Randall for Zion straight up. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Pels are doing that one, unfortunately. That I do. Anyway, okay. I'm out of here. Um I think I went too long, but that um, not, not the first time, won't be the last. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications. If you're listening, please leave. <laughs> there you go, Andrew. Please leave a five-star rating and a review. Let's go, Knicks. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.